Well, just a, uh, just a quick kind of reminder of where we are. Uh, we, we started a series a few weeks ago. We've done three so far. This is number four called Comfort Food. And, and basically the whole idea behind it is, is there are scriptures that just kind of bring comfort to you in the middle of whatever it is that you're going through. And so um, uh, Pastor Dan was last week. He did an amazing job. Um, I did the two before that. And, uh, and nobody quit the church, so that's good. Um, we, we, we've hit some pretty, big, some pretty big subjects, man. We hit the, 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 the idea of anxiety and how to deal with your anxiety, and, and we hit the idea of forgiving others. And today, I'm really excited about the word that's going to be brought, and uh, this is a man who I have the utmost respect for, someone who I would call a spiritual father. Part of who I am today in the ministry is because I spent time early in my walk with God, with Reverend L., and so uh, he's going to come and bring the word today, and I just want to say how proud of you I am and uh, how grateful I am for your ministry. Can you guys join with me to the stage this morning welcoming Reverend Eleazar? You want me to grab you some water, my friend? Yes, sir. You want me to grab you Yes, sister, I got, got one. Somebody say praise the Lord. I think I heard it more over here. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, that last song where we are singing says you can have it all, Lord. But I wonder how many of us really meant what they were singing. See, songs are declarations. You are declaring Saying to devils, saying to principalities, saying to your mind, saying to the enemy, reminding God, you take everything about me. My eyes, my hand, my foot, my everything about me is all yours. You have it. Are you really sure you meant it? Well, I have some of you that is for the Lord, and some other person belongs to somebody else. Or to something else. I just want to transition into the message with that song in your mind. Because I'm going to be talking about the word of God. And when you are declaring, when you are saying, Lord, you can have it all. Do you really, really, really mean what you are singing? Or are you just offering Lip service to the Lord. He rebuked them in the Old Testament. He said, these people, they call me Lord, Lord. But their heart is far away from me. How close is your heart to the Lord? Is it fixed? Hallelujah. Pastor Terry almost finished preaching my message. I just said, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to fold the Bible and we live here this morning. <laughs> okay, he stood here and went to the scripture that I have already. I started reading it and said, come on, guy, you want to preach my message? <laughs> but when such a thing happens in the church, you know that God is in it. Because the Holy Spirit orchestrates, yes. He plans, 
his stages. The fellowship. That tells me that God has something in store for you here this morning. I can hear somebody say amen. Amen. He has something in in store for you this morning. Are you ready to receive it? Hallelujah. Well, this the subject of the message that we've been preaching for the past four weeks. Today is going to be the last. Is that four or five weeks? Two more to come. Okay. So, you know, it's a comfort food. Now, if I try to tell you what a comfort food for you is, because I don't know what food that's comfortable to you that makes you comfort, gives you comfort and gives you satisfaction and gives you joy. Some people it might be macaroni and cheese. Some people it might be fufu. Some people it might be rice and stew. Some people, you know, all kind of things. So I don't want to really get into trouble with somebody who will prefer one food over the other. So I've chosen this morning to have a buffet. I like buffet because I call it seafood. You see, you eat. You just pick the one you want. You don't have to worry about flitting the pages to find what you want in the menu. Menu. So it's comfort food. That means what we're going to hear this morning, God bringing comfort. And in the process of bringing comfort also, he also brings rebuke. He also brings correction. He also brings instruction. And all of that make up comfort for the kingdom of God and his children. Somebody say amen. Amen. So I'm going to begin with talking about the word of God and Jeremiah. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 15. He says, What am I? This light just kind of does something to my eyes here. I wish we, I keep, thank you. About time, come on. I'm trying, struggling, trying to figure where the book is. <laughs> Bless you, brother. <sighs> All right, now we can see. Once I was blind, but now I can see. Jesus made my eyes so see. All right, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. It says, For your word was were found, your words were found, and I ate them. What? How can you eat word? All right, let's keep going. Your, word was, your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. I found your word, and I ate it. 
And when I ate it, it was the rejoicing of my heart. I found joy. I found comfort. I found pleasure in my heart. For I am called by your name. How often do we take time to eat the word of God? And so, I mean, we're going to read a whole lot of scriptures today because, like I told you, we are on buffet, right? So if you don't like that one, I'm going to give you another one that you might like. Okay. <laughs> Psalm 119. Verse 103. How sweet are your words to my test? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. For 104 says, through your precept, I mean through your word. I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Not only is the word of God something that is so sweet, sweeter than honey, tastes so good in your mouth, tastes so good in your soul, tastes good in your heart. It says it's sweeter than honey, and through it, I get understanding. The Lord said, in all you're getting, get understanding. Do you want to get understanding about yourself? About your life, your circumstances? Eat the word. Feed on it. And you get that understanding. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way, every evil way, every way that is not of God. You know, we have a lot of people in the Christian, in the Christian family, in the church, that are always going round and round and round and round and round around the mountain, like the children of Israel. Or simply because they do not lay hold to the Word of God. He says, I hate every evil, every falsehood, everything that's not of God. I hate it. How? Because I have decided to eat your word, and it's in me and through me, and I speak what is in me, the word of God. So we go to Joshua. We're coming back to this scripture back, but we go back to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, and when God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is coming home. Now you take over. And now I'm going to go with you. Then he started by from verse 6 where Pastor read, <laughs> Be strong. Be strong. Why? 
We'll find out. Be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. Once again, God is repeating. If God says something once, two times, and three times over and over, you better take it serious. Be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the laws which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right, to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. It takes courage. It takes strength to resist the words of man. The ideas of man, the draw of the culture, the pool of the friends, it takes courage. God knew that Joshua is going to face people who would just say, we don't know you. God sent Moses. You're not Moses. Those who are going to challenge what he says and what he's doing, he knew. He said, I want you to be courageous. It takes courage to resist when people are trying to drag you out of the truth. He said, I want you to be courageous. I want you to be very strong. But then he says, the key to being strong and being courageous is verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. The word should not only be in your heart, Joshua, but it will also be in your mouth. For the power of life and death is in your mouth. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. Don't tell me, excuse my French. You know that's not French. We do that quite often, don't we? Where did that come from? It's your heart. It's not my heart. It was from your heart that it came out of your mouth. Oh, God, I pray. I pray that I will stop cursing. Lord, I pray that I will not. You don't need to be praying. All you need to do is put the word in there. And when you plant it in there, and then it will come out at the proper time. If it's not in there, it's not going to come out. Garbage in, garbage out. What you put in is what is going to come out for you. He said, Joshua, I know you're going to face opposition. You're going to face challenge. You're going to face everything. But I want you to know that this book of the law, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may what? Observe to do according to all that is written, not some of them. 
I know I'm giving you a buffet now. I know we like to pick and choose the part of the Word of God that we want to obey and the ones we don't want to obey. The one that God put and we go, ouch, but God, you know what? No, I'm not too God help. Give me. Wait, wait a minute. Are you really willing to obey or are you willing to complain and whine? Joshua, be strong. Obey all that is written in it. For then, everybody say then. Then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. If you want your marriage to be successful, if you want your children to be successful, if you want your business to be successful, if you want your life to be successful, if you want your family to be successful, if you want your church to be successful, the Lord is saying, this is it. Put it into practice. It's wanting to hear and nothing to do. Jesus said, if you know these things, blessed are you when you do it. You're not blessed because you know it. You're blessed because you do it. Amen. You're blessed because you obey. You say, God, I hear what you say, and I'm going to do it. Fri I think it was Friday, Thursday night. It was in my house. My wife and I and the kids were watching TV, watching my wife's favorite movie. And a young man came into my house, just knocked on my door and poured his heart out. Poured his heart out. He's struggling, he's struggling, this and that. When he finished, I said, son, you know what the problem you have? It's obeying. He looked at me. I said, you know the truth. You know the word. What you're telling me right now, you know the answer to it. But now obeying it is a question. And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me an illustration. There was a, a, a glass of water I was drinking that was on the table. And I said to him, can you take that cup for me, please, and take it to the kitchen? He kind of looked at me. I said, if you don't mind, take the cup for me and put it in the kitchen. He said, are you serious? I said, okay. So we, I continued talking. We continued talking. Ten minutes went by. I went back again. I said, the cup is still sitting there. It's not in the kitchen. Then I drove home what the Holy Spirit was saying. I said, you see, I can say this 24 times. I can say it until I turn blue. You hear me, but you did not obey me. I said, obedience is when you get up from your seat and take that cup and put it in the kitchen. You have obeyed. Mm -mm -mm -mm. How many times God tells us to take that cup and put it in the kitchen? And we just hear it say, okay, Lord. I hear you, but the cup is still sitting there. And we're complaining that we have a problem. 
God said, I got the solution. Only thing you need to do is pick up the cup and take it out of that place. And your life will be different. Just take that dirty cup out of the table and put it away in the dishwasher to wash it for you. Your life will be free. But we hold on to what we hear, but we don't do. Act on it. Obedience is an action. It's getting up from your seat and getting the cup and put it away because the Lord says so. Whether you like it or not, whether you understand it or not, whether it pleases you or not. I did not ask him, do you like to do it? And I said, do it. But he did not do it because he was kind of, is it really? How reason with God? Try to figure out, is is this really God telling me to quit doing this? Is it God really telling me to do this instead of that? When you obey, then you find out that it's God that is speaking. Somebody say amen. Amen. So, obeying God, reading his word, is sweet to your taste, makes it so sweet, and you enjoy it. The word of God is a detergent. (laughs) Anybody here done laundry before? Okay. What do you use to do your laundry? Laundry detergent. Why? To make it clean, right? Why don't you use this soap? Huh? You don't use this soap to wash your laundry, your, your, your shirt and all that thing, you know, because they're dirty, stinky. So you got to have something that will get the muck and the dirt and, and, and all the smell out of it. You find the ones that are really smelly, nice smell, you know, so you don't have to put any other uh, uh, softeners or whatever inside it. So the... <laughs> The Word of God, we go back to Psalm 119. I like that scripture. Psalm 119, if you ever have time, if you ever have time, just read Psalm 119 from 1 to the end. It's going to bless you. It's going to bless you. So, it says in verse 9, we will come back to the other verses, verse 9, Psalm 119, verse 9. Are you there? Okay. How can a young man, including young women, not just only young men, you see, you got young women in there. How can a young man and a young woman cleanse his or her way? By taking heed according to your word. You want to live holy? You want to live righteous? You want to live a godly life? He says, pay attention to the word of God. Live according to the word of God. Be a living epistle that people will read. You be the walking Jesus that people will see and hear and say, I want to know more about this Jesus. 
How can a young man keep his way killing? By taking heed to your word. Verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Pure and simple. You want to stop sinning? You want to stop living unrighteous? You want to live unholy? You want to stop living unholy life? You want to stop doing your own things? Say, your word I've hidden in my heart. And your word helped me not to sin against you. The only reason a Christian lives in sin is because he is rebellious against the word of God and do not obey what they read. They live against the word. But when you, a child of God, begin to live according to the word of your father, then you realize, wait a minute. It's been a week. I haven't sinned. It's been two weeks. I have not sinned. It's been a month. Whoa. And pretty soon you forget about sin. You don't think about sin. It doesn't come to your memory. It doesn't come to you at all. What comes to you is righteousness. And when you walk around the street, righteousness, 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 righteousness. That's what's happening. And as you're walking, righteousness, righteousness. And all the evil spirits, they know what is in your heart, that what's coming out of your mouth is coming from your heart, not just from your head. And they get away from you and wait for the opportune time when you just relax and say, well, okay, I got it all made. And you say, ha, ha, ha. He that thinketh that he stand, let him be careful he's, he fall. That's what the word said. I hate your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. Sin is not a part of, it was a part of us. Sinning was a part of you and I before we became Christians. But once we are no longer in the world, no longer of the world, something changes our chemical, our makeup, our spirit, our whole being is transformed by the power of the word of God. I want to take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's buffet. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's start reading it from verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, Anyone in here is in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things 
have become new. Old things, old lifestyle, old behavior, old attitude, old everything that made you son of Adam. The new Adam destroyed it and took care of it and took it out of the way. Your bloodstream right now is no longer flowing through the blood of Adam. It's flowing through the blood of Jesus Christ. And because the blood of Jesus Christ purifies, sanctifies, cleanses you from all unrighteousness, that's a detergent. That's a detergent that cleanses everything. Hmm. It's a new creation. Old things are passed away. And you say, but Lord... How is it that I've been a Christian for five years. I'm still, I can still forgive this person. I can forgive these people who hurt me. God, got to help me. God, give me. Lord, I want to forgive. He says, do it. You want to forgive? Then forgive. Because you are no longer bound by the spirit of anger. God took it away through Jesus Christ and set you free from it. You are holding on to it simply because you refuse to take the cup out of the table. You hold on to it. You're dirt. And you think God is going to take it out of your hand and say, okay, I'm going to take that anger from you. He's not taking it because he already destroyed it. He destroyed the power of anger. He destroyed the power of sexual abuse. He destroyed all those things in your life. Those things that you think that make you who you are. I know some of us here think, oh God, if you know what I went through, if you know what I went through in my hand of my mother or my father or my babysitter, all the things they did to me, Lord, if you know all these things, you will consider, he says, I know everything you went through, but I paid for all of it to Amen. get rid of it so that you will be free and live free with me. Amen. It's only when you obey, just take the cup and put it away. Simple. Is it a big deal? No. It's just that simple. Take the cup. Put it away. Hallelujah. Now, all things are of God who reconciled us unto himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. God reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. So through Jesus Christ, you have peace now with God. You can go to God like your dad. You can go to your God and you don't need to uh, for me to go to God on your behalf. You don't need Pastor Terry to go to God on your behalf. You don't need the uh, priest to go to God on your behalf. You don't need anybody. He says, come to the throne with boldness. Yeah. Why? Because now you have been reconciled to God by the blood of Jesus, who is your Lord and your Savior, your brother, your friend. Yes. 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 Mm. Yeah. Can we... Can we really grasp this truth? Mm. So, he reconciled us to God for one reason, that we might be reconcilers 
to help God finish the work that Jesus started. That, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their ah, trespasses to them anymore, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We're begging you, please, if you have not made that decision, please be reconciled to God because we are ambassadors for Christ. God made you and I ambassadors for his kingdom. God did not just save you so that you will be uh, waiting for heaven or do you go to heaven. Um, Oswald Chambers said this, God has one destined end for mankind, namely holiness. His one aim is the production of sense. God is not an eternal blessing machine. It's not an eternal blessing machine for men. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, God, bless me, bless me. He has created man to be holy, period. He created you and I to be holy, period. How did he do that? Verse 21, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. See, God does you don't need to invent righteousness. You don't need to invent how to be holy, how to be good, how to walk with God. He says he took the living Bible says it this way. God took the sinless Christ. The sinless Christ. God took the sinless Christ. You see, everything is pretty nice here. And then he poured into him all our sins. And then in exchange, he poured into us all of God's righteousness. So for you who is struggling... The struggle is not that God has not liberated you. It's not that God has not set you free. It's not that Jesus did not destroy that vice, that attitude, that behavior. He destroyed it. He filled you with all of himself. Everything about God is in you, 100%. But the problem we have is the problem of obedience. Take the cup out of the table, put it in the kitchen. It's that simple. So you said, well, you know, this is really, really, really difficult for me to do. I don't, I don't see how I can handle it. And, uh, you know, it, all right, I'll show you how you can handle it. Because, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Ephesians. Chapter 2, 
from verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You don't want to wait until I get better before I go to God. Until I, I, I change my attitude, until I stop cursing, then I'm going to go to Jesus. He said, you don't need that. He don't need that. He says, you've been saved by grace through faith. It is a gift of God, not your own making. Why? Verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in it. God is not the one who would say, come out of the mess, I get you out of the mess, and delete the mess in you. No. I read a story one time. D.L. Moody shared that story. And he was in Chicago. And in the good old days in the 1800s, the, the, the sewage is not as sheltered or protected you know, as it was then. And there was a drunk man. He was so drunk. And he was just walking. And the guy who was, lived next door was watching this man and said, I hope this guy is not going to jump into that sewage. And he went, I don't know what he was thinking. Is, you know, they call alcohol spirits. You know that? All right. I know there are some Christians who justify drinking it. And Paul said, you know, drink a small, a little wine. All right. If you got stomach problem, and if Paul was talking to you, that's fine. That's okay with me. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> this guy, he was so inebriated, he was so drunk, that he looked, and guess what happened? He walked around it, and he jumped into the sewage. Oh! He jumped in, and then he started guzzling it. And the man called, he called the rescue squad. And when the rescue, rescue people came, they didn't jump into the sewage. They had to put on some suit to get into the sewage to get this man out. So when they get him out, and they start pumping his stomach, and that man who called him said, oh, I'm glad you guys got him out of this mess. And the man who was pushing the mess just said, yeah, now we're going to get the mess out of him. <laughs> That's what God does. God doesn't bring you out of the mess and leave you with the mess. Are you hearing me? He doesn't bring you out of the mess and leave the mess inside you. He gets the mess out of you and sets you free from the mess so that you can serve him freely. Hallelujah. That's what he does. Get the mess out of you. And some of us are still carrying the mess that God said, I want this mess out of you, but you're holding on to it. And wondering why your life is not successful, why you're not progressing, why you're not healthy, because it says all this, the word will give you success 
Good success, not just ordinary success. Spiritual success. Success in your marriage. Success in your home. Success at work. Success in your life. Success in everything you're doing. The Word of God is the key to take you there. In other words, Paul is saying, you don't have to do it yourself. You are his workmanship. He created you in Christ Jesus. And everything that you're supposed to be and do, he's already mapped it out for you. And all he says is, just follow me in obedience. Just obey my leading as you obey. And yet you begin to see what happens. Colossians, um, Philippians chapter 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved... As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Notice that he didn't say work for your salvation. He didn't say work for your salvation because your salvation has already been worked by Jesus himself. He says work out your salvation. I've given, you to, I've given it to you. Now I want you to live it out. I want you to practice it. I want you to show it. I want you to demonstrate that you have been made righteous in God. Hallelujah. Practice it. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Did you get that? It didn't say it's you. He said, but it is God who works in you. God is working at work in you, but to will and to do his good pleasure. We struggle that, Lord, I want to know your will. I want to do your will. He said, I am going to help you do it if only you will obey me. He wills it, and he helps you to do it. So it's no longer your responsibility to try to work out your salvation. He worked it out for you and said, I want you to live out what I have done. Hallelujah. The Word of God brings healing. I got a lot in my buffet, but I'm not going to share all of them so you don't get overfed. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. From verse 20, my son, my daughter, anybody here son of God? Anybody here daughter of God? Amen. My son, my daughter, pay attention to my word. If God is saying, I want you to listen to my word, pay attention, gaze. Don't let anything distract you. Pay attention to my word, to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. 
Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. You want life? You want to live long life? You want to live healthy life? Here it is. If you find it, it's here. For those who find them, and health, and health, and health to all their flesh. And you're saying, God, you know what? My flesh is hurting. My bones is hurting. I mean, I am struggling. Well, he said the word is going to give life to your flesh. Some people ask me, well, how is it that you look this young? I said, I eat the word. It keeps me young. It's good for my flesh. Somebody sent me a, a text yesterday and was asking, how is it that, because I shared something with somebody else about, you know, the Lord said, by his stripes you're healed. And he says, you lay hands on uh, and pray over them and they shall recover. I said to the person that you're already going, you're healed already, now you're going through your recovery. Patiently wait for your recovery. And somebody dropped me back and said, you know, yeah, but my body's aching, my body's pain, and I'm going through this. What do you have to say? Well, I said to her, you know, God cannot lie. The scripture says he's not a man that he should lie. And if he says it, I believe it. And I do not believe it because I uh, see it. I believe it because he said it. And then I am waiting for the manifestation of his promise. I went to the doctor. I had a toothache. It was terrible. It was terrible. And the, the dentist, my dentist said, well, we don't do um, extraction because, he, you know, it was all messed up. It's still messed up in the eyes of man, but it's not <coughs> in the eyes of God. And they said, there's nothing they can do for me. And my insurance is not going to pay for it. I said, you know what? I call my wife. He says in his word, his word is health to my flesh. That includes my teeth. So you put your hand here. She put her hand, and I put my hand on her hand, and we rebuke the infection and cursed it to die. And guess what? Glory! It's been over a month. Before, I, if I talk, it hurts. If I eat, it hurts. Anything I do inside my mouth, it hurts. But it doesn't hurt anymore. Because it didn't, I, it's, that was not the first time I prayed. From the day it started, I was praying. But there's a day that I said I had enough. The doctor said, I can't help you. Insurance can't help me. God, 
you are going to help me. I'm sorry that I didn't have this boldness to begin with, but right now is it. Bam, it's gone. So you don't feel sorry for yourself there. And don't feel guilty that, oh God, I'm still struggling. Patiently waiting. Patiently believing. Don't stop believing. Keep believing and keep waiting. Somebody say amen. amen. So, there were we. Yeah. So, as we see the word of God is for healing, it heals, it brings health, it brings, and let's see what Proverbs 18 20 and 21 said. Then you tie them together, and then you realize what we're talking about. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce out of his lips, he shall be filled. Then he goes on to say, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who, lead, who love it will eat the fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What you store in your heart is what will come out of your mouth. If what you have stored in your heart and in your mind is that I can make it, I am no good, I cannot succeed, I can praise God, I can pray, I can, I can, I can, that is pride. It is pride. That's what threw devil out of heaven. I can, I will do this, I will do this. It's only about him, not about God. It's only about you. I can, I can, I can, I can. He says, you are my workmanship. I've finished everything for you. I just want you to follow me and just believe me and trust me that I, the Lord your God, can do what I promised to do. His finished work. Walk in it. Leave it off. Enjoy it. There's a sweetness about the kingdom and the work of God. What comes out of your mouth? Some of us who are here today, been through hell because of what people say. What your mama, your father, your babysitter, your teacher, the things they said about you, your friends, because they had a rotten heart and everything coming out of it was destructive. Now God got that out of you and gave you his word so that your word will bring life where there is death. Your word will bring encouragement. Your word will bring strength. Your word will give people hope. Because you have the God of hope living in you. And you can produce hope to someone because of he who lives in you. 
Do you really recognize that you and God are one and Jesus is in you and you are in him and both of you are inseparable? And then number three or four, I don't know where we are, but you make the number. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, that might be the last. So like I said, you know, you don't want to get overfed. Prayer is the key to accomplishing what the Word says. Because it said, meditate on it, Joshua. It's time to be with the Lord when you tune out everything else and concentrate on what He's saying and His Word. And He said, that's how you can get the success. Prayer begins with God and ends with God. Most of the time we make prayer ourselves and then God after. It begins with God and it ends with God. When the disciples ask Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? He says, I want you to say, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. There's nothing about me in there yet. Did you hear that? There's nothing about me there. Rather, I said, I want you to glorify God. I want you to magnify him. I want you to exalt him. I want you to make him king of kings. I want you to just eulogize him. I want you to glorify him. Then he comes, give us this day our daily bread. In the middle there, we sandwich, he sandwiched us and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them. Then he goes back again, for thine is the kingdom. The power and the glory all belongs to God. You see how Jesus taught us how to pray? But most of the time we go to God, all we are concerned is about ourselves, about our need, about our need. I got to get this. Like uh, as what Chamber said, he said, God is not a blessing machine for mankind. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. You bless God. You magnify him. You exalt him. I'll give you an example. In First Chronicles chapter 9, 19. I mean, 29. First Chronicles chapter 29. This is David. First Chronicles. I said it too fast. That's why I need to listen attentively when I'm talking. Because I got accent. <laughs> now that you know. <laughs> All right. Solomon praying now. From 29 from verse 10. Therefore David blessed the Lord. David did not bless the people first. He blessed the Lord. Therefore David blessed the Lord. Before all the assembly. And David said. Blessed are you. Lord God of Israel our Father, forever and ever. Doesn't it sound like what Jesus was teaching there? 
Blessed you, God, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven and all that is on earth are yours. Hallelujah. Mm. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and it to give strength to all. Now, therefore, O God, we thank you and we praise you. We praise your glorious name. Then before he start blessing the people, he magnified God. Bless his holy name. Tell him how awesome he is. When that becomes your lifestyle, believe me, things will change in your life. The things you were not asking for. Jesus says, seek you first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and everything else will be added to you. When you begin to focus on God, exalting him, blessing him, magnifying him, glorifying him, thanking him, even when you don't see the result, keep thanking him, keep believing, keep glorifying, keep shouting glory, keep singing unto him, keep getting excited about God. Amen. And once you begin to do that, everything else will begin to fade away. Worship them, you may come up here and hang behind me because we're going to do something. So for those of you who are here and are still struggling to live holy, righteous, it's all done for you. All that Jesus said is obey, be courageous, be strong to do it. And when you have that courage and not worried about what anybody else is thinking, but only what he says, you will be successful. You will be blessed. Your life will change. Your victory will come in the proper time. God is never late. And it's never on time. <laughs> in our calendar, he's never on time. But in his calendar, he's never late. So all you need to do is have faith and believe that he began the good work in you and he will finish it. He will get you to heaven. But don't be carried away about, I want to go to heaven first. Live for him here on earth first of all. Be a representative, an ambassador of Jesus. I'm going to pray for those who are really struggling, who will be honest to themselves and say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. And I think I need some change made in my life. And I'm going to make that change. Now, I want everybody to stand with me, please. Remember, all I said is just take the cup. Take the cup from the table and put it in the kitchen. That's obedience. But if you don't, you can hear me all you want to, but until you get up and take the cup to the table, 
out of the table, then something happens. So this morning, I'm going to ask you, if you want a touch from the Lord, if you need a change in your life you're struggling with, and you want to say, Lord, I'm tired of struggling with this. I'm going to lay it here on the altar. I want you to come forward. As they're singing, you lay it here on the altar and let God take it. And if you believe me, you're going to find the victory. Jehoshaphat said to the Israelites, believe in the Lord your God and believe also in his prophet so you shall prosper and be successful. We can preach all we want to until you believe us because we're not preaching anything from the Quran. We're preaching from the Bible. And when you apply what we say and when you follow our directive, believe me, you receive what you are, what we're saying you're going to receive. Somebody say amen. Amen. So I open the floor, the altar, for you to come and lay everything right here. Right here. Remember, it takes courage. He said, Joshua, I want you to be courageous. Because people are going to say, you're the most rotten man. How can you lead us? It takes courage not to think of what anybody's thinking about you, what anybody's concerned about you. It takes courage to get up from your seat and say, God, I'm going to drop everything here at your feet. It takes courage to say, God, I'm going to lay it all here for you. Take my life. Breathe your life in me. It takes courage. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The Lord is calling you. Ha. Tell him, Lord, I want you to have it all. I want you to have it all this morning. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. You can have it all, God. I give it all to you. There's a part of me that I haven't understood. I want to understand myself. I want to understand everything, God. I am your workmanship. You've done it all for me. But I'm trying to live my life by my strength. But today I am giving it all to you. It's all about you, not about me. Everything I do will be about you. I live and die for you. My word, my voice, my step, my attitude, everything. I'm giving it to you. Have it all, Lord. Yes, Lord, that's our declaration this morning. Every part, Lord. Take this life and breathe 
Yes, Lord. Have it all, Lord. Have it all. Have it all. Have it all. Have it all, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your victory now. I release the power. The power from heaven that breaks every yoke. Lord, your sons and daughters are standing before you. They say, we take, you take it all. You take every part of their lives, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I declare freedom. I declare freedom. I declare freedom. In the name of Jesus, I command the forces of darkness that try to fight against your salvation, against your life, against your success, against your victory tonight, this morning. In the name of Jesus, I take dominion over them and I bind them now. I command freedom. I release it right now. Free in Jesus' name. Free in the name of Jesus. Free in the name of Jesus. Free in the name of Jesus. Free. 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 Free in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Flow, Holy Spirit. Touch your children. Yes. 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 Ha ha. Like the wind is blowing right now. Like the wind is blowing right now. Ha. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. The sick have been made whole. 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 Horrible shatter. The sick have been made whole right now. Fire, Lord. Release the fire upon your children right now, Lord. Burn out all those things that displease you. Ah. Have it all, Lord. Have it all, Lord. I just want you to listen. Just close your eyes and listen. You hear God speaking right now. You hear him speak to you. 
Yes. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Mm. to sing in the spirit right now begin to sing in the spirit begin to sing in the spirit yeah sing in the spirit ha huh. sing in the spirit ha <laughs> yeah ha <laughs> In a devil, so do you embrace it? Oh, in a book, Combre Seriana. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. How sweet, how melodious is his voice to our ears. Father God, we celebrate your presence. We celebrate you. We say you are God. Holy, holy, holy holy lord god almighty who was and is and is to come holy 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 lord god almighty who was and is and is to come say with me holy 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 lord god almighty who was and is and is to come say it again holy 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come again. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come one more time. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Give him praise! Give him praise! Give him praise! Give him praise! Hallelujah! Woo!
God is in his holy temple. Mm. I hear heaven singing right now. Hmm. Somebody received the healing right now. Somebody has a pain on your hip, and that pain is gone. <laughs> God is doing some miracle right now. Hmm. Mm. If you have a pain in your body that's not left, I want you to put your right hand wherever that pain is right now. Put your right hand on it. Ready? In the name of Jesus, be made in Jesus name you are healed receive receive it receive it receive it you're feeling heat at that spot right now as the Holy Spirit working. Ha. Hallelujah. 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 You feel some tingles. It's like thump, 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 thump. Ha. Thank you, Lord. Ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to thank him. Just begin to thank Jesus. Just begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my victory. Thank you for my healing. Thank you for my victory. Thank you for my victory. Thank you for my healing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, thank you, Jesus. Lord, bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. Bless your going out and your coming in. And all that you put your hands to do, that you will prosper, be blessed, and be a blessing to his kingdom and to his world. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have it all, Lord. <laughs>